0: Welcome to The Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On The Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction, We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local, independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care.
1: You Hi, you
2: too. Hi.
3: Am I starting us off? Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, welcome to the Joe Contractors Show.
1: Woohoo! We're back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Been a few weeks.
1: Thirteenth episode.
3: This is the thirteenth. Is yeah. that bad luck?
1: No, opposite. Good luck. We want to make sure we keep going though. is <laughs> <laughs> the
3: thirteenth floor. That's bad luck, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: we're on the first floor.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still in the first season. It's fine. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, we should quickly. Do we have we don't do we have any sponsors?
4: No, not really. In the middle, there's some stuff, but yeah. well, we thought about. We thought about asking that one lady about maybe being our first sponsor. Haven't we? I mean, we've we've asked a
3: couple of people. We're yep. getting close. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, if you're just a
4: regular person listening to it and you want to sponsor us somehow, you go right ahead. And, you know,
3: <laughs> we'll and, take that. I don't care. And Milwaukee's <laughs> making some pretty cool
4: tools. So if you want to come on and sponsor yeah. our show, we'd be... Be welcome to have you.
3: Yeah, if you happen to work for one of the big companies out there, I like Makita too. You know, we'll take we'll take their money. All right. Yeah, I mean, is not
1: Hilti local? I should we should talk to them.
3: Oh, and who's the other one that I feel like? I think Hilti's German.
1: But they are, have a big of, presence locally, right?
3: Yes, and and same with um, uh, strong tie. Is it or someone's
4: got? A pretty big presence, anyway. Yeah, and once we get a couple sponsors, you're going to be out of luck, so you better. I mean, you better jump on early. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Sponsorships are flying off the shelf, folks. Right, (laughs) so get them while they're hot. Um, no, but.
4: yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to introduce our guest. So,
3: oh yeah, speaking of people working yeah. for companies that sponsor things, so right?
4: we've got um, <laughs> 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 we've got uh, we've got oh, uh, uh, Andrew Lee in <laughs> uh, Leon here today. And um, interesting how I met him. Well, I met him through my wife. I think our wives are wives yep. friends. Yep. And then we're Facebook friends. Yep. Um, and. I posted about the podcast on there and he listened to it a few times and He's like, I got to be on the show. Asked about coming on the show. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And I, oh, so thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome.
3: Yeah. Welcome. So you listened to it and you still wanted to be on it. I
5: was hesitant <laughs> after I listened to it at first. <laughs> I just wanted to hang out with Merrick, But then <clears throat> I listened to the show and it wasn't so bad. And so. then you
1: thought about maybe hanging out with Sam and Lori. <laughs>
3: yes. And then I was like, Sam and Lori seem all right, too.
1: And, and just in case anyone, you know, if, if that went
3: by too fast, um, that was a glowing endorsement. He said, <laughs> I listened to it and it wasn't that bad. <laughs> right? no, it was actually it's pretty not good that bad <laughs> yeah
2: that's <for laughs> yeah, that's
3: Minnesota speak for holy shit, that's a good show, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> I
5: liked the um uh the episode with the the hardware store uh, well, yeah that was yeah. a good one cool. I
3: if I remembered names, I'd throw the name uh, out uh, Sherman i felt um, bad. um no no it wasn't sherman's uh m c tools you?
1: not not m c tools it was ace hardware yeah. Yeah. Yep. and it's
3: oh. Fact checker, we'll throw we'll throw it in later. It's, it's coming. <laughs> no, it's coming. She was super, and she, and her and her husband own several stores. Yeah, their uh, their store on Thirty Eighth in Chicago is like a staple in South Minneapolis. They're great. So yeah, she was a lot of fun. I bought a pane of window glass from there. There
5: you go. Like in nineteen ninety nine.
3: It's been for oh, a forever. for
5: a place <laughs> in uh, <laughs> No, no, they didn't own it then. Uh, no, but she
3: probably started she working there right there around that, that time. Right. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. That was her thing, right? She had basically been in that hardware store her entire life.
3: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you can get chickens there. You can get little baby chickens. baby chickens. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and I don't need those chick
3: supplies.
2: No. no.
3: <laughs> yeah, but a real a real service to the community. So. So, Andrew,
1: what what is it you Elena do? Elena Nelson. Elena Nelson. Yes. Thank right. you.
3: There it is. Yeah.
5: So, I um, am the sales manager at uh, uh, Corvy Contracting, and so I um, am in the field every day doing sales and then dealing with the sales process and honing that and building out that part of the company uh, on a daily basis. So.
3: And what's the name of the company?
5: Corvée Contracting. So it's Q U A R V
3: E.
1: You see it all over.
3: Hard to pronounce, easy yeah. to love. Oh, you
2: know. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's sweet.
3: Uh, good joint. Then you've worked there for a while.
5: Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Um, I actually came over in June, so it's 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 only been. Oh, wow. uh, you haven't been there. That yeah, long. I haven't been there that long. <laughs> um, I came in. It was a really unique opportunity to um, take a company that's. Um, doing really well has been around since 1982 but they operate on about a 67 percent referral rate yeah um and it's uh a good it's a niche market where they've specialized in seamless steel um and steel roofing for uh 20 years residential residential and and, uh, multi-family okay so um so kind of commercial 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 ish yeah
2: yeah
5: um so and the, the, oh, go ahead. So Sorry. so basically, the opportunity was to... Um, uh, Pat Corvey, that started the company, was looking to retire. Um, Rob Robert Collins uh, bought the company. And uh, I had started a relationship with him, kind of talking about what we would do if he had his druthers on how to build this out. And sure, it came up that um, it was a good fit for me. And so that's kind of how we started this adventure and so we're adding things to the resume that we didn't have before uh, continuing with what we've always been doing and leading with that but also adding in uh, more emphasis on windows and doors and uh, net zero uh, homes and we've got some projects where we're looking at you know 14-inch walls and um, all that kind of uh, dealing with the entire envelope yeah. um, as, and dealing with things from a very scientific angle as opposed to just going out and slapping uh, some vinyl up and calling her a good day, right?
3: Yeah, which is what a lot of people do. You, know, yeah. you see a lot of that,
5: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's cheaper, but it's cheaper for a reason.
3: <laughs> right. Laurie's big into the building science yeah. side of things. So. Yeah, so it's, it's been an adventure so
5: far learning a lot about... Um, these new building techniques and the industry itself as far as moving towards that net zero um, scope it's a it's a part of the industry that is going to continue to grow very rapidly yeah better Um, so being on the front edge of that and you know you have to you have to be very educated too the the homeowners that are interested in this product do a lot of their own research sure Um, some good some bad but they tend to be Scientifically minded people that are kind of ahead of the curve on this, and it's really important that when you talk to them, that you know at least as much as they do, if not more. Yeah, you know, so
1: yeah, there, people are starting to really want that, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't always understand, but they don't understand how to build it or how how to do it. So you know, that's when we come in or I come in and say, we can do that. You know, this is going to cost this much, but no, you shouldn't do that. Let's change it and do this because every every job is unique you can't there's not as you know you know there's not a template that this is how you do it for every project
5: no and that's what most exterior remodelers when people think of that that's what they're thinking of is the big box store remodeler that you see on TV every day but they do very simple this is what we do this is what we don't do Mm mm-hmm they walk a lot lot of jobs where they won't even bid them because it's a little out of their skew yep so we are a good fit for those people um, just because of our approach and, and our willingness to take on more problematic problems, yep, <laughs> you know, yeah. problematic issues with homes. Yep. So there's not a one-size-fits-all solution for most homeowners they are no. dealing with very unique issues based on remodeling that they've done, you know, they might age just be their old home. and aging yeah. out. Uh, I've got one customer right now that did a massive internal remodel, and now they've got leaks everywhere, massive ice dams going on, and it's because they made the ceiling warm. Sure. And they didn't have a vapor barrier or anything in there, so it's just wet and hot and yep. making a disaster.
1: So you're doing uh, working with existing homes mostly mm-hmm. then and not new?
5: Um, yeah. Every now and then you'll get somebody that's building new, mm-hmm. but they want us to do the exterior and windows or something but that doesn't come up faster yeah yeah it's almost always a past customer yeah in that case
4: does that um you know the uh the the wider what what do you call that with the wider walls and the higher insulation value the net that those net zero homes zero that that now that must be a new build or large additions a lot
5: of times it's an existing home that they just want to fortify yeah so Uh you're going to fur out the windows and you're going to put in overlay the old wall you take everything off and um, build that wall out from the existing right yeah so um, sometimes it's a new sometimes most of the stuff I deal with is existing so it's it, there's a lot of different ways to approach it where um, uh, say take for example a, a roof uh, simple enough right on a net zero house, you got to consider that whole envelope, right? Mm-hmm. So how are you going to attack it? What's already there what, as far as insulation? What, how, how good is the structure as far as being sound? And is it going to make sense to do a metal roof over that existing right. roof and leave the existing roof there in place for extra layer of insulation and soundproofing? Um, or do you want to build a cold deck? We do a lot of that. We just did one that was six inches.
2: The super yeah. insulated Six inches roof of systems. foam.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So you're putting, you know, you're basically building a box on top of the roof, putting in six inches of foam on that, and then putting a whole new CDX deck over that. And then doing a metal roof with mm-hmm. uh we use a front facing ridge vent. Yep. Right that comes right out of the drip edge. Yep. And then it just vents out through the top.
4: And then you just end up with a Deeper soffit, right?
5: Yup, and you also end up with a big fat fascia too because you just put the roof deck up six inches. I (laughs)
4: like that though. I mean,
3: that seems like perhaps the more efficient way to retrofit that you know that kind of insulation onto a house. It's a great way to do do it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got a fat roof, but like. Who
5: cares? It's, it's yeah. the only reason
1: <laughs> that you can. That's one of the only ways you can get rid of ice dams in those existing homes when they when absolutely rafters are, the top plates are leaking so bad, which is where all the ice dams are. Right. Yeah. I mean,
3: all the older homes that I was doing there for a while, we were we were going the opposite route. We were taking the ceiling out, furring that down, foaming mm-hmm. foaming the inside, then mm-hmm. buttoning it. Back up. Yeah, if you have
1: headroom. Yeah, if you have headroom. Right.
3: right. But
4: but it's, it's hard too because you don't like you said you don't have that vapor barrier in the old ceiling so like it's like you can just pump blown in insulation in there until the cows come home and it's all just still it doesn't really work
3: yeah i mean generally i'm talking you know these were these were rooms that followed the roof line vaulted ceilings oh i see but but anyway in old you know in a hundred year old house but
5: well yeah i mean i see that all the time though where people have leaks um around like their kitchen lights yeah totally and that's because there's no vapor barrier up there yeah and they've got three feet of insulation up there when you walk up there, yep. you know it's not or they've
1: never t- sealed that vapor barrier's it got big holes in it yeah,
3: yeah, or <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, or they've got i mean n- not that particular issue, but or they've got vapor barriers on both sides and you've got oh mold God. all over it's in the over. walls so like i there's so many problems with that science for I or don't the, know yeah. through the 80s and 90s oh, was man. it or something it was terrible oh, yeah.
1: for years <laughs> yeah and they never
3: had enough ventilation
5: no the no. mold
1: the decking and the attics when yeah. they're like well I've got all this again I've got all this insulation but there's moisture dripping from the the wrap the my sheathing <laughs> yeah, is moldy and I'm like yeah um there's <laughs> this, you can almost you can't even breathe you can sweat it's a sweat lodge up there oh yeah
3: yeah with no
2: insta-
1: no no ventilation, ventilation. Yeah, so like there. two
5: gable vents or something yeah. that's supposed to do yeah, it all
4: right. Right. right yeah well we were talking about this last night we actually we all got um sam Lori, and i all got together for dinner last night to talk about the app project mm-hmm. um which was past due to have that Woo. conversation yeah yep. but it's pretty exciting what it's coming together for that but we were talking about these vapor barriers and the um, the stucco. Yeah, you know they started using the Tyvek, mm-hmm. and then all the stucco was failing on the top because it used to be able to breathe all the way from the plaster all the way through the framing out into the the outside of the house.
3: Yeah, my family got caught up in that. Right, you know because they were all stuccoers and it was just a just a big mess
5: because stucco's tricky stuff to deal with there's so much be, of it yeah. around south minneapolis too like Yeah. um remember when we finally put in the contracts like if we're doing windows and we've got to cut things out if that vibration knocks a piece of stucco off 20 feet away it's <laughs> we're not responsible for it because right. there's so many cheap skim coats done that if you just look at it funny they fall off
3: <laughs> oh yeah i mean it, it can be great the, the old school way. I mean, they used to do it really well. Obviously, oh, yeah. a lot of it
5: held up. But My brother's got a massive also in San Luis Park that's all uh, stucco, and it is in incredible condition. Yeah. I mean, it is.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. the Damn day yours. it was
4: built. Yours is holding up pretty good.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was built in 51 or 54, right. and so it's 70-some years old. looks great. Yeah. The old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, old school. We sound like a... Like a group of salty old contractors. Yeah. <laughs> All that new like, crap. We, we, we should have prefaced that when the show yeah. started. Like, yeah, we've got a guest, but he's just another one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just happens over time. Just cranky. But
1: we're so much more experienced than those young uh, right, chickens out right,
3: there. Right. Yeah, I mean, some of the new building practices are awesome, too. So yeah. I think it's a, a lack of... I I think what I've seen or what I've noted in my lifetime is like if you look at if you look at building code in Germany I spent a little time over there uh, building code is like forcing you to build a house that stands up for a minimum of 250 years Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. in America it's like oh we built it to code like oh you built it to the absolute bare, bare minimum. minimum standard you could possibly do anything and they passed you yeah just barely like nope. great <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know that that'll i mean we build in in so many developments i you know probably still doing it but like disposable homes that oh you know,
5: absolutely yeah uh i mean it's it, even the quality of wood that we use is just so much different. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. go try and pound a nail up in an attic in a house built in 1910. Totally like, different. You know. Can. You break your wrist. <laughs> I'll tell right.
3: you. During the the wood shortage of the pandemic era you know? or whatever, man, I had to buy a few two by fours at like the big box stores. You know, oh, yeah. Home Depot or Menards, and they they were like. They were using the whole tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. There's no live edge. edge. <laughs> yeah, you got live <laughs> all edge. All live edge. All of it was live edge. I'm like, just a whole strip of knots all over the down. Nut, right. Like, you just cut down a little stick out in the yeah. woods.
4: You got to get them wet before you put them in.
3: <laughs> Farm them. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty
4: there was bad. that. There
5: was that meme going around then where the guy had a... It seems like he had put an ad up on like Craigslist or whatever, but it was him standing next to a bunch of CDX plywood. Yeah. He's like, I got sixteen four by eight sheets of CDX I'm willing to trade for two thousand twenty Ford F three fifty.
2: Don't lowball
5: me, I know what I've got. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: tough times out there in the
4: wood world. <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm interested in the um Seamless steel siding, so sure. they run that through some sort of extruder, I like was they do go for back to that too for um, gutters. Yeah, kind of the same, similar. Um, so you've got your
5: you got your rig, you pull it up to the job site, and yeah, you're gonna put it through the rollers, and you can do um, different uh, lap sizes. So you can for go profiles. four, five, six, eight, um, and then you can do Dutch out of it. If you need to, uh, we can run board and batten out of it, um, but we usually do um, most of our board and batten tends to be box. I don't know why, but it tends to go that way. Yeah um, but, yeah, I mean, you can run a fifty foot panel of twenty five gauge steel. <laughs>
3: Have you ever been around that? I, I've worked cool. my uncle owned a seamless steel siding company when i was a kid and that's one of the jobs i had for a while mm-hmm. so yeah it's all coil line. stock inside yeah. a trailer and mm-hmm. you put your profile maker in there and it spits it out but you get, can do it smoother embossed with wood grain
2: yes mm-hmm.
1: so amazing because it's custom you know in any length you're not just going oh what sizes do you got let's build to that <laughs>
5: yeah yeah absolutely it's it's nice um it what gauge um so it depends on what product uh you choose so we do have kind of a good better best yeah uh, okay. right um so if we're doing clower um what's, that's 24 that? uh 24 gauge clower steel and that's going to be um everything we do as a kynar 500 finish on mm-hmm. it uh, so we're not doing any of the pvc stuff it's, it's the
3: same as anderson windows and stuff that kynar yeah yep.
5: so used to my understanding is they used to line or still line, um, Toxic chemical pipes with it. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
4: really, you know, mm-hmm. really that's durable where it kind of started
5: is they used it to line pipes that hauled really toxic material through it is and then eat g- through the pipe.
4: Galvanizing you know, process, I'm sure.
5: Yeah, so it depends on the steel. Um, everybody's kind of got their own way of layering everything together. So if we're using like a quality edge, they have their way of doing it. And then Clowers got their way and McElroy's got their way. Um, but They're all a high-quality product. We don't do anything that's down in the thinner gauges, you know, 25 and above. Uh, We're not touching any of that stuff. We don't do any aluminum right now. Um, It just makes sense to stay with the steel. So we do have the box steel option, too. Like Quality Edge has that Vesta product. Um, I don't know if you've looked at that at all, but they do um, the stained wood steel. Okay. You know, it looks just like real wood and they've got it in like five different colors and they have got a proprietary paint application process and all that kind of stuff in it. You see it a lot on modern builds where they're doing the four by eight panel mm. siding and then they'll use the wood as an accent. Yeah. You see it in soffits too sometimes. Yeah. Um, but those things really help with design uh, more so than oh, this is the best product in the world and you need to sure. you need to have this right it's, it's they all hold
3: up pretty well don't they
5: i've never had a problem with any of these products yeah. um they all the, the the main difference between the cost is going to be whether or not we have to ship it there's a big freight charge right yeah. so anything we do from castle and irons things like that they're going to be on a train it's, and then and then a semi and then another semi you're going to pay a little more for that If we can get it locally stocked through Beacon or, um, you know, EDCO, not a Hopkins, I mean, it's nice to do business local, too, Mm -hmm. so.
3: I remember one of the biggest frustrations with that stuff is, like, you'd have a wall and it'd have a a couple of windows on it, and you'd kick out a 34-foot piece of it or whatever and then you'd have to cut out for the windows. Yeah, and those those two points like you've got three windows you have to cut out of the bottom of this one sheet and yep. You're but all, to ruin the whole sheet. Yeah, all hands on deck and then someone would screw it up and it would fold at that spot like, Oh, we're gonna have to run the whole thing again mm-hmm. and recut yeah. it. Way to go, Sam <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, you you can you can definitely um there's a learning curve to yeah. cutting that stuff. And I don't <laughs> sure. I'm glad I don't have to do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's cool I've, stuff.
5: It is. And you know, the the um the fact that it's recyclable steel, that it's a permanent solution is really attractive to a lot of people. So you've got that green side of things too. And yeah. it'll pair really well with the modern uh green. Net zero homes, whatever you want to call it, that people are trying to do. Yep. Uh, they're looking at a trend right now. Uh, by 2035, they're saying there'll be in the United States like 2.4 trillion uh, wow. being spent towards net zero homes. Okay, sure. and that includes you know the whole envelope again. So that's your air system because these places have expensive air systems in them because you're
3: you're pretty tight, them
5: really tight. Right. Yep. So all the all the breathing we do and. All the moisture coming out of us in this room as we talk, right? It's going to fog everything up eventually. Yep. Right? So all that has to go somewhere. Windows are a big deal when it comes to this net zero stuff. There's some really interesting stuff going on with, like, um, uh, Alpen windows. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. Nope. So they were kind of part of that whole thing where like Obama had had bought like a window company in Colorado and there was going to be this whole green thing and it kind of fell apart well the main owner of that company moved it to Colorado and they are doing really high-end super energy efficient like double pane but they're using that heat shield technology Hmm.
2: okay Uh, so they
5: don't have to go to the triple pane and they supposedly have some proprietary solution to the issues that have been going on with that heat shield. Is
4: that like a that, glass coating?
5: Yeah, it's, it hangs in the middle, but it's not, a, it's not a pane of glass, right? So instead of doing a triple pane, it's a backer, but those have failed in the past, and that's why <laughs> most companies use triple pane yes. uh, because the, the Krypton gas is way too expensive, and the uh, heat shields had a fail rate that was unacceptable yeah. to most companies. Yeah. But Alpen seems to have figured it out, right. and they've got really neat solutions in European styling, so more edge-to-edge glass. Yep. So you're not dealing with these big, bulky frames, because that's one of the downsides of going really efficient is some of the products aren't that attractive. right? You know, mm-hmm. you get a patio door with, like, all right. <laughs> a foot and a half of glass in the middle of it because it's all framing. Right. Are
1: you setting your windows and doors to the exterior or to the interior?
5: It depends on whether they're doing full-frame installations or uh, retrofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if it's stucco, you know, then we're usually doing like a flush-fit window kit. Sure. And then um, if I'm doing like a like a Colby & Colby, mm-hmm. they can do the aluminum extruded brick mold sure. on the window. And those are slick. Pop them right in. Nice. Yep.
3: Yeah, good products.
5: So, the, out there so in the world.
1: backing up a second, so mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the metal roofs' sustainability and the green building product is because you use recycled product in it, as or it's because it's recycled at the end of lifespan.
5: Some of the product, some of the steel out there is recycled, um, and then it's going to be recycled at the end of its lifespan. And a lot of it comes from a recycled steel product to begin with. A lot sure. of that coil is recycled,
1: and the lifespan is longer than a traditional roof. Anyways, correct?
5: It's permanent. So, you know so the a, 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 act of god or something like that could destroy anything right, right? right. but uh if the roof is just sitting <laughs> yeah. there and it doesn't get uh you know destroyed by a tree or a tornado right. uh it's not going to age out
1: yeah i think that's um, important for our listeners to hear that you know because Going oh I'm going to get this roof and it's going to last me 20 years again mm-hmm. back to the 20 year lifespan
5: mm-hmm.
1: instead of like how about the hundred or 200 or the long, a long lifespan yeah. would be good. So well, I think a lot of customers who don't
5: understand that like they, they don't they'll say I don't need a 50 year warranty. You know uh, I'd be fine with the 30 year. I, I, we trailer. all heard that you know. so many
3: times. I'm not going to be here anyway. Yeah, yeah. and it's <laughs> like well you're not
5: really thinking about it the right way. Uh-huh. The idea is that you know. The 30-year shingle in Minnesota is going to last 16 years, and that's our average fail rate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in 16 years, you're going to have to replace this. You're still going to be here then, right? right. Going, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, do you want to do it twice or do you want to do it once? Right. Or the worst is when they have to do it again when they go to move.
2: Yeah, right. You
5: right. know, so people that will choose cheap vinyl siding, you know, you'll save 5000 bucks, but then when you go to move in 10 years, the first thing the realtor is going to tell you is, it's not a real hot, hot market right now, and your siding looks pretty
3: bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to do that bad. Again. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they can outlaw vinyl siding. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, it's <laughs> an unfortunate
5: necessity. Uh, I think in some cases where you have to do it, but um, yeah, just because the price point demands it, or you know, uh, you're that's just what it is. You know.
4: I know. I mean, I mean I know. I've come around on the, on vinyl, the vinyl siding. Just really? you know, mean just because we've got you know in our neighborhood mm-hmm. right it's like my house i put a basement into it i you know it's got a new roof it's got new windows and it's like if i put it gets priced down to the market already and it looks right. fine there with the vinyl siding i on know it, <laughs> you
5: want to put 40 grand an lp on it right in order to and you want
4: then, to put 17 grand in vinyl on it. right and then redo the vinyl in a couple of years when it hails and it all gets messed up
3: i <laughs> i guess my my objection to it is not so much the look i don't really care about that it just seems like like if we know it's only going to last 10 years and it still costs this much and now you're putting that much more plastic into the world i it I'd prefer an alternative mm-hmm. that yeah. wasn't yeah. the plastic, part. and that's why we
5: that's really like point. the steel. Yeah. You know, at least with the steel, it's the steel keeps it pretty simple too. I mean, you get into the vinyl world, and there's a million fish in that ocean. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the quality between like, trying to explain to people the difference between grayback and a point zero four four and point zero four six and point zero five zero and uh, all these thickness ratings and. It's just, it's overwhelming a lot of times to the consumer. They're only looking at price point most of the time in that, it, in that arena. Almost
1: exclusively.
3: Right. right? Yep. So.
5: I, th-
1: I think, don't you think it's important to, you, to educate these people? Because people are just going by price point.
2: Oh, yeah. So that if,
1: they got the, if they have the information, that's the only fair thing to do. Then they can make a very educated decision.
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely. A huge okay. part of my job is teaching people. I, I kind of take you shopping. Right? Like, let's, let's pretend we're going shopping. And let's look at all the options that are out there. Because we're not one of those companies that's like, this is the window we sell. And this is the only window. And everything else in the market is terrible. And you should stay away from it. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. We're, right. we're the be-all, end-all of windows. Right? Yep. I'll take you through what's out there. Educate you what it is. And if you're going to get more bids um, from, you know, a lot of people are getting two, three bids. Um, it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. My job is to give you enough arrows to put in your quiver. That you can fire some questions at these people that come into your house, that are going to be deal breakers if they can't answer them, right? Yeah. Uh, certain certain questions a, a salesman coming into your house or a designer coming into your house should be able to answer um, without having to go to a book or think about it or not or make something up. Right. Um, so if you give these people some confidence, um, you don't ever have to be the cheapest guy right. you just have to be the one they trust
3: you got to make sure they're they're if they are comparing they're not comparing apples to oranges or whatever that's you a know, big like, deal it, too like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i get why these people were cheaper but look this is what they're doing that we're we're not doing that we're doing this yeah it's all a totally different thing
5: yeah so. you run into that law with vinyl and especially in vinyl windows and stuff
2: or oh the window sure.
5: market where it's like i got a bid from champion and i got a bid from Colby and Colby, you know, and, and you're like, these are not even the same. And then I also got a bid from Home Depot. Yeah, right. Like, well, that's like going and getting a bid on a Camry and a Mercedes.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. You know, trying Our to compare the two. Yeah. They're like, all yeah. have four doors.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: so, yeah, there's a lot of that in there. Um, but most of the time, I think if you just don't do the dog and pony show with people and you educate them straight up. And if, and if you're really honest with people and if you don't if you don't know the answer and you just tell them you don't know and you'll find out, it's a lot better than, you know, what yeah. most people are They're offering right somebody,
1: now. Right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, you know, there's this thing in construction where there's this perception that everyone's dishonest, but mm-hmm. then there's also this reverence for the really good contractors who aren't dishonest right you know so yeah you just have to be one of the not dishonest ones well i think a lot of that comes let's to do with how there. they market their pricing <laughs> you
4: right know. right
1: go <laughs> yeah good plan yeah
4: that sounds good all right you guys we are uh we're, we're halfway through
1: let's yeah. let's do a little break sure how
3: about Groovy. It?
4: yeah good sounds good all right
0: We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices. And they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities large and small a safe private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world, Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota based full service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show.
3: And we're back. Second half. That was our, that was our break.
1: Got some hot coffee because it's back. kind of snowy here again.
4: <laughs> Good old Minnesota. I I'm loving the new coffee at the podcast tradition i don't think we did that for the first four or five and then yeah coffee is good yeah i'm I'm appreciative of it i'm working late tonight so i don't mind
1: the normally if i
4: drink caffeine afternoon it's it's hit or miss whether or not i can go to sleep yeah
5: i've got my daughter's um fifth grade band concert tonight oh Uh, so the coffee will Help. Help sit through that. <laughs> hour yeah. and a half. Right. <laughs> An hour and a half of ensemble. Of geese being what, strangled.
4: What grade?
5: Fifth grade. Okay. Fifth
4: grade, right.
5: It's it's like, I think there's some middle school stuff in there, too, so it might not be as tragic, Yeah, um, but I've been listening to her play that clarinet quite a bit, and
2: <laughs>
5: she's gotten a lot better.
3: Oh, well, they got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm.
5: All right. I was telling her she's got to practice like a half hour every day. And I remember my mom, uh, I played saxophone. and My mom made me practice every day too, a half hour a day. And I got wise and I took the boom box and put a blank tape in it and oh. just taped myself playing. And then I would just go up in my room and play the boombox of me playing. and That's play hard. with my GHOs. And nice. One day she opened the door and caught me. She's, oh man. She's like, I'm not even mad. This is you're really smart.
2: <laughs> go practice your horn.
4: <laughs> Kids.
2: Nice.
4: Loophole right there. Yeah.
1: So Andrew, where did you how did what's your background? I'd like to hear a little bit about that.
5: So I uh grew up in Amory, Wisconsin.
3: Oh. Amory.
5: Mm-hmm the city of lakes uh about an hour and a half west of here yeah uh, and uh moved down to mankato uh, or went to college down in madison and then uh, Mm. moved back up here married divorced um, remarried moved down to mankato for a while was down there um not the greatest place to live as far as like uh, economic employment uh, right. uh, options mm-hmm. and stuff. There's a lot of factory work stuff like that. Uh, but I've always done sales, and so I was doing. I uh, got in with insurance down there, um, did a lot of uh, loss claim stuff down there, which is very helpful. Yeah. Um, in what I do now, which <laughs> is dealing with a lot of insurance claims. Sure. <laughs> um, so I do all that process inside and out, uh, and then move back up here. Uh, about 10 years ago and um, started working in the construction industry right at that time so it's been about a decade um, now that um, after the
1: recession then
5: yep yep after that and uh, so it's it's been an adventure Uh, like I said you get it you get comfortable knowing what you know and then Um, you get an opportunity like I have now with these guys to do more uh, educated um, science-based construction techniques it's a lot of fun Um, and it's not just doing the same old thing every day so I really enjoy it
3: yeah I mean that's kind of uh, true in the construction world you can start out one place and and as you age through the system there are other jobs that need to get done that
1: oh yeah you know yeah it's 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 Challenging and it never stops being challenging. That's the great thing about it. You think, oh, I'll just be a good carpenter at some point. Become a good carpenter, and then you're like, oh. What's building science? Let's Maybe I you know, should do something else, too.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. I mean, my brother and I even started doing, like, uh, timber framing, Norwegian-style timber framing with yeah. wooden mallets and chisels and stuff just because you want to learn things. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you want to build things and do things. So
1: Limitless.
5: Yeah. Any, anything that comes across, if, if you've got time and gumption, you can, you can do it. But life is mostly
4: gumption.
1: <laughs> yeah, moving forward. We don't have a lot of time.
4: <laughs> what was your first uh, introduction to construction? Did you?
5: Um, my first job in construction was right when I got down to Madison in college. Um, I worked for a company called Xander Waterproofing, and they were a steel forms um, foundation company. So my first job was uh, taking a hammer um, down into the footer and then pound all the steel ties out of the side of the concrete uh, and then go back and parge all that with tar (laughs) when it was like 150 degrees out so you went home covered in tar had a, classic oh yeah i had a nice uh i had a nice folgers coffee can next to the tub just filled with gasoline
2: Jeez.
5: and then yeah. i would get all the tar off with the gasoline <laughs> oh. uh insulation board slivers all over your body yeah, it was a wonderful uh job oh, but,
3: that's what you do with the kids but it was yeah, great right? <laughs> i mean i i loved
5: it I, it was hard work but you know it was a good workout and you got paid well and um you were around all these guys that were uh, big time construction people i did some like we did a, a big athletic club down there some like chilling with the dude up in his crane right <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, a yeah. 19 year old kid it was, it was fun yeah and then yeah. i went away from it and then when i got into this here um, it started with ken taking me out in the backyard and pointing at different parts of a house and being like, this is what Facia is. This is what J Channel is. This is—I mm-hmm. mean, I literally had a rough understanding of what things were, but it, I had to go to the University of Ken to kind of learn all the terminology to get it up there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're not going to burn, you know, five hundred dollar leads on you if they don't think you can go out and do the job right. I
4: think right, we right? all kind of have somebody like that, like or a couple a people can, like yeah. that early on, oh, where yeah. you just like kind of learn what all little things are, and you're like, oh my, I get it.
1: It's the best way to learn. You could read a book, you know, and you're not going to learn the, that hands-on. Well,
5: and some people learn it just in the house. It's, a, it's around. Their dad is a handy guy or whatever. My dad was a bank president.
3: He wasn't um, teaching you how to do that. He didn't own a saw. I mean, we had, I, I, the only
5: thing that ever happened in my house, I get yelled at for leaving the Crescent Ranch outside because I was trying to fix my skateboard with it. Right. And you now it's right. rusted shut. You yeah. know, that would be the, the extent of the construction that went on and around. My dad was one of those guys that made a phone call.
2: Right. You
5: know, when something broke. It was, call Bob down the street. He always knew somebody to fix something. Right? Yeah. Right. So, I, I guess I always thought that I'd be more on that side of the thing, but not cause it turns out not
3: yeah my my early introduction was getting insults slung at me all the time by old dudes <laughs> i was a mason's tender down in madison oh really oh, sorry. yeah my i lived down there split my time between minnesota and madison but i was a mason's tender when i was 16 or 17 and I just remember those salty old guys just yelling at me for every hauling five gallon buckets of mud all day long i was oh, i was mixing in a big mixer and then they were it was a big building in downtown um but you know they they were old they were angry about life or something <laughs> but they were they were really sweet about it too they were like you know after a couple of months of of me working for them they you know the reason we treat you like shit is we want you to go to college. Don't become a
4: Mason. You
3: know?
1: <laughs> <Right>. Okay.
4: That's <So, laughs> trying to run thanks, you off. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Then you went to college and became a construction worker. Yeah. Anyway.
2: <laughs> right.
5: so and then I, those guys I, got mad because they could never retire because there's nobody else coming up the pipeline. That's right. <laughs> right,
2: right, right. No one does it anymore. Right. Yeah.
5: yeah. And we did some stucco stuff and um, – we had guys that were the stucco guys and then my job was to go mix the mud.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And then carry it up all the scaffolding. in yep. Front of the mini mall. Yeah.
2: That you was know, the stuff same like stuff that.
5: And, I got pretty good with a hawk and trowel though. Oh, I, can, yeah. I can throw some some insulcrete up on the side of your house. You can <laughs> come over yeah. to my house this summer, yeah. <laughs> slap some of that up. Pay me in beers. I, I love a I love a hawk and trowel. Yeah, there's something um, kind of artistic about it. Yeah. You know, if you get good at it, just yep. the rhythm.
4: Yeah. Fun stuff. I can never keep it on the thing. I'm more <laughs> no. of a pan guy. I'm like, you know, because you see those drywall mutters who use the hawk sometimes too. like yeah. the old school. The, the guys. old school one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so, right. And yeah. right. so, yeah. you know, I've got a couple of them, but like, it, I just I'm slopping over the sides. Oh yeah, ton. you get good at it after oh, a while. No.
3: Well. Yeah, clean as can be. Yeah. No. And you're working over your head, and things are dripping, and you're catching it on the
2: high. I know. I've yeah. seen you. I've seen you do it. Yeah, Sam. You don't yeah, to brag. It's just fun. It's <laughs> really. It is
5: a rhythm that you yeah. get going. I like it. I never was allowed to use a tray.
3: <laughs> if you brought oh, one, oh no, out, it was taken away at
5: lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right.
3: Now get rid of that kid. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what? Uh, so you? What do you got? Kids? You got? I do. I've got. Um,
5: Hers, mine, and ours. Okay. So, of uh, my first marriage, I've got a, a son um, that's 19, and then I've got a uh, another boy that's uh, my stepson, yep. but um, he's 24. Okay, and then we've got two of our own uh, that are uh, 15 and 11. Busy. Wow. So, Quite yeah, spread. I was like, let's just see if I can be a dad to young children for as long as possible
2: oh i should i'm <laughs> thinking you to,
5: about pulling one of these baldwin things and just having one at
3: 70 yeah i should introduce you to my dad I, i've got a i've got a nine-year-old sister so, and, a, and a 50-year-old brother so. <laughs> yeah oh, that's three, a- great three generations of children making he's done yeah so, well yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's strong. some hope for you yet. Yeah.
5: <laughs> no, hopefully that's uh, all of it. But yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, maybe
1: we want to no, hear you, about your dog. Yeah, you want to stay out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't want to do that. <laughs> it requires
3: a, a new wife. Is the problem? Yeah, you, you yeah, don't yeah want I think that I'm good. I'm, I'm trying good. to
2: stay yeah. over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, i know.
3: Don't do it.
5: <laughs> yeah, I started thinking about it for a second, and I was like, oh, "There's a lot I gotta give up for that."
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. No, I don't think so. And then we got our dog. You know. Yeah. Pretty typical stuff. Cabin in Wisconsin, family cabin. Spend a lot of weekends up there. Over by Amy. Uh no, it's north uh north of Hinckley. Um oh, North northwest north of Hinckley. Or I'm sorry, northeast of Hinckley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Danbury, yep. Wisconsin, yep. north of there. Yeah. Minong area.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Um, lake or are you in the Floyd? Uh no.
5: So we're um my brother's got some land um in the Minong area that's on the Totogatec. Okay. And then um, my family cabin is just in the woods uh, near the St. Croix.
3: Oh, yeah.
5: um, so about a quarter mile away from the St. Croix River. Nice. Fun. So yeah, that was my grandpa's old hunting shack. And then uh, my mom and my mom's sister got it when he passed. So then they Martha Stewarted that thing up real <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, now that my brother and I have it, it's like this little French yeah. Cottage. <laughs> My mom is st- and Gene have done all this work too and we don't, we're afraid to change any of it even though they're not around anymore. So it, but it's 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 cute and it's a nice place to go with the kids. Ah,
3: and the good history. Oh yeah, oh, family I love that stuff. stuff.
5: Yeah. Year round. Year round, yep. Yep. Nice. Um if
4: I if I pay the guy to plow it. Right. <laughs> Right. That's such a neat um, piece of the culture here in Minnesota. Is It's just so common for people to have from like all different incomes, too. Like, it's not just rich people that have cabins in Minnesota. True. It's like yeah, It seems you, like a lot of people do. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. get
5: inherited to you. Right. A lot of people have land. I, I'm surrounded in that area by a lot of just uh, private woods yep. that are owned by people from Chicago huh. that owned them in the 40s. And their families still own the land, but they have never been there. I mean, the access roads are, you wouldn't know where to even go into the property. Right. And they're huge acreages. Um, yeah. And they're uh, everywhere around there.
3: But You know, it's not that far from the cities, but it's far north for... Wisconsinites, you, you know, know, if you're Milwaukee or Chicago or Madison, that's mm-hmm. way up north. But for us here, like, no, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a nice you know, my brother's
5: neighbor hour and up a there. Half. My brother's neighbor up there is from Chicago, and we just call him Chicago. I've <laughs> yeah, known him for like seven years, and I've never learned his name. the <laughs> Chicago here, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's the only one that comes. And, yeah, you know, seems like. Oh Wisconsinites. You see that, you see that Fib drive-through here?
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wisconsinites loved bag on on Chicago people. Oh yeah. I'm like I I always tell them
5: like you know there'd be so many more people up here and it'd be so crowded if all these people from Chicago didn't own these places and they never come. Yeah. And just be glad that they own them and they True. don't come.
3: Right. <laughs> Cuz right. if they ever sell it right. it's going to be sold to someone that's going to be here all the time. Yeah. Did the, did the fib comment just slide right past? Do you guys know what that is? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Wisconsin yeah, it's, thing. Wisconsin what thing. What is it's, it? It's fucking Illinois bastards, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're ever going,
5: if you're ever going like 10 miles an hour over the speed limit in the fast lane and someone starts flashing their BMW brights at you, right. that it'll be a fib every time.
3: <laughs> yeah, and there's certain parts of Wisconsin you go to and it's... You know, far northern Wisconsin and the economy isn't that great, and the locals are living one way. And then you go to the gas station and there's $700,000 worth of cars sitting there and they're yeah. all Chicago plates. So, you know? mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Got it. Mm. So.
5: Pulling in the G wagon to <laughs> yeah. the, the cost more than the bar you're about to
4: walk into. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Yep. Getting the tax break. Yeah. Wisconsin.
5: Yeah, I, I, I love Wisconsin. Um, I moved here um, and I've always still considered myself to be a Wisconsinite, but uh, I guess I've been here longer than I was there. So. Sure. At some point, I have to take on my Minnesota heritage, I guess.
3: I love the little bit of rivalry there, though, because it's like we're definitely very close cousins. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like it's playful generally. Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, I, I grew up.
5: So close to the border that it was 50-50. Like yeah. The kids you went to high school with were... It, the new, I thought the governor of Wisconsin was the governor of Minnesota all the way through <laughs> high school because all the news we got was Channel 4, Channel 5, yeah. Channel... And then the only great thing about it was that you had Minnesota Channel 9, right, Fox? Yep. And then we also got Eau Claire Channel 9, which was 10. So you never had any games blacked out. You could always watch Viking game and... Uh, Packer game if you lived on that border, right? Because now you know now you got to pick one.
4: what yeah, which one do you pick? Well, Packers because <laughs> <know, yeah. That's, laughs> I
2: can't even believe you asked. Yeah, I, mean, you know,
4: I thought I tried to I tried to make it clear <laughs>
5: <You did. clears throat> that that's where my heart is.
3: There's there's a whole bunch of cheesehead things somewhere, and <laughs> I'm not
5: a big
1: fan
3: of what's
5: going on there right now with the organization. Oh but, yeah.
3: Oh.
1: But you'll be loyal, old,
5: old ayahuasca Aaron oh
1: yeah
5: oh. yeah
3: Wisconsin I love to complain about the, the football players too yeah, oh, yeah.
5: well um if we've had a good winning. we've had a good run I mean I remember as a kid when it was just demoralizing to listen to a Packer game on the radio with your dad you're like how are we doing dad well, we lost by 47.
3: <laughs> New record. Don, Don Mikulski is not who we thought he was. <laughs> yeah, but that's you're saying this to Minnesotans. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, like we, we don't have.
5: I've been
4: to your I empty think trophy case. We have listeners case. worldwide <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that big empty trophy oh, case. Oh,
3: yeah. Just waiting. <laughs> know. Just sitting <know>. there. <laughs> just anticipatory trophy <laughs> case. <laughs> Someday. True.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, sad. pretty close okay, this Okay, now I'm
1: sad. <laughs>
3: yeah, they were, they were pretty good for a little while uh-huh. this year.
1: For a minute.
3: Yeah. I don't, I, think, I don't hang too much of my, you know, happiness on, on whether the Vikings do well or not, but...
1: Can't. <laughs> well, <laughs>
3: right. too busy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't probably
5: hardly watch half the games that were on this year. I just was so busy with other stuff that I realized about halfway through the season that I think I'd seen like two games. Yeah. <clears throat>
3: Yeah,
1: unless the Packers were doing a little better, I bet you would have watched a couple more. I think maybe. I
4: think think there may have been a little bit more excitement. That's probably true. So, what do you what do you do for uh, you have any hobbies or? No, I work. Yeah, (laughs) and I have these kids. (laughs) Yep, and a dog,
5: uh, and I go to my cabin. Yeah, well, that's the
3: end of this show. Um,
5: yep, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Uh, sorry, uh, I know I, um, I, uh, I don't really hunt, but um, my brother and I do a lot of uh, canoeing, uh, river exploring, things like that. Um, when there is free time, I try to spend it away from the city, away from work. Um, if I can away from my kids <laughs> I get that but, but uh,
3: <laughs> I love them you but know I they're it. great
5: uh, but sometimes daddy needs a break yeah. you know yeah. so if I can get to do that then and then we like to take a trip once a year somewhere as a family and you know we we're thinking about getting your your wife really messed up my whole deal for a while with that rv oh yeah yeah I had to you had to buy at, an I RV. had to look at RVs and go to RV shopping and then and finally and yeah. casually talk her out of an RV. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, but that was a fun <laughs> Sorry <experience>. about that. <laughs> I
2: was like, thanks, <laughs> thanks Marissa,
5: that was great. Put that bug in my wife's ear.
2: <laughs> way
5: it's to go. It's a way of
4: life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: what she wanted it to be. She's like, we could live in it. I'm like, uh,
1: I don't think yeah. we can. <laughs> It'd be a tiny house and a family in a tiny house. I don't yeah. know how that would be fun. <laughs> no, it just doesn't
5: seem good to me. But I do like um, I do like uh, um, outdoor activities, skiing, things like that in the winter. Yeah. And, and it's nice doing what I do because things do slow down in November. Yep. People start traveling for holidays and spending money on Christmas, and then January the bills all come due. So they're not buying much then either, and then finally spring hits, and then no one sees me for
3: six months. Yeah, yeah it's about this time of year that, every, that the phone starts. Like, as soon as it stops snowing, it, it keeps snowing, so I think that keeps the, the collars down mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. But the minute, the minute spring really feels like it hits, then all of the construction
1: Oh, hell phones. breaks this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: I always think it's when that patio show happens. Uh, people go to that home garden show yeah and they've got the all the tulips there. indoors and all that stuff and it's yeah. outdoor patio displays that's when everyone's brain clicks. Yeah. To mm-hmm. spring. Spring's really here. I'm looking at dirt. Cuz you
1: get you aren't doing metal roofs in the winter at all, are you? Yep. Yeah, oh, you, you can you do are.
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sounds kind of
1: slippery. <laughs> slippery slope. <laughs>
5: you're going to take some precautions, but yeah. um absolutely. yeah huh. uh, it's a lot easier to apply that than it would be like an On asphalt or anything else.
4: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you? How do they stay on the the roof? Is it slick? You know, the, is it like you're talking about like steel panels? Or are you talking about like steel shingles? So,
5: with the roofing products that we do, we'll do shingles that look like roofing shingle tile, right? And right. that is, and then depending on the, the Brava, brand quality,
4: Bravia is that?
5: No, those are um, castle and irons, um, and we call it uh, they call it a castle wood or castle or castle slate. Right? And those are fully walkable tiles. Hmm. So you're going to put those on just your, your roofers are going to behave the same as they would if they were doing asphalt, basically. Um, they can walk on it, kneel on it. It's it, got a texture to it that it's not. But it's a rigid panel.
4: Mm-hmm. Panel, yeah.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's other stuff that's not walkable where yeah. you've got to be on your knees with pad sliding around on that, and that's got a little grip tight to it so you're not going to fall off. And then you've got your uh, standing seam, right? And that's your vertical rib.
4: Yeah. Oh, like a like a barn. Like you'd see them a lot. Yeah,
5: yeah. The, um, and that's the hidden fastener system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those have gotten really popular on modern construction, where they want it for the architectural style of the house. They yep. want a gray, and they want to see it. And so, even within those, you've got a difference of how big the, how high your standing seam's going to be as far as height. And then you've got the space between the seams. How big is that going to be? And then whether or not that's going to have any um, variegation to it. Uh, so, so they make a striated panel, is yep. what I'm saying, um, to show less oil canning. Because that's one of the problems with, with uh, standing seam, is that if you don't use the best products out there for it, you're going to have oil canning if you run that more than 20 feet.
3: And, and just so people know that are listening, oil canning is that, like... That slight indent you get as it heats up and cools down. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you look
5: at it from one angle, it might look totally smooth. And then you look at it again when the sun's different from the same angle, it's going to look all blue, blue, Right? Yeah. So you just, I know that our listeners can't see my hand doing this, but <laughs> the sound effect the,
4: the, the, Yeah. The, I mean, it was. My physical comedy is
5: not working. <laughs> yeah, it was all there. It was all there. No. <laughs> so, you know, we do a lot of that uh, striated panel through. Uh, McElroy um, has the meridian panel with a hidden fastener system, it floats so it can expand and contract. And has uh, that striation in the middle, so that it's not perfectly flat, and really looks a lot better over time. And they'll you they can run that forty feet, I believe.
3: Okay, wow. So,
5: really useful stuff. So, the technology on this side of things over the last ten years is just leaps and bounds away from where it was. Just in the last ten years. Sure. So, um, there's a lot going on within that industry. Um, it's kind of exciting uh, to be a part of it, and you know, especially with uh, uh, trying to be a green company and we try to recycle as much stuff as we pull out of homes and we work with our roll-off companies to make sure that everything is you know disposed of properly because we're not just filling landfills you know uh, good stewardship uh, is important uh, yeah. part of our company philosophy uh, so I think all that, you know, kind of sets you up for success if you can pull it all off, right? Yeah, so, I
3: mean, if you've got a good reputation and you're doing good work and...
5: Yeah, and that's, I mean, um, our, our reputation is a five-star yep. company. Um, the word of the company that you tell your kids to use, that they'll tell their kids to use. Um, that's how we've made it since
3: 1982. That's good of us not to invite, like, a two-star Company, you, know, you shouldn't <laughs> do that. that. We we're talking about yeah, we're in like,
4: that, though, just, are, just for fun. Just gotcha journalism.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, so, in other people shouldn't use you. Huh? So, Kathy B says,
5: "You guys tore all our siding off and didn't come back for six months. What's up with that?"
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, good on us. That, would be,
5: good that job, would be fun. That would be fun. We should really, we should really start that gotcha about journalism. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and uh, um, it would be kind of interesting actually to find out like how you screwed up. I mean the great thing about where we live right now is that um you can get your complaint out there if you're a consumer you can make a direct impact on somebody Mm -hmm. and knowing that if you do a great job for somebody and they're just absolutely ecstatic with you they're probably going to tell two or three people
3: i mean that's like our listeners Right, they love the show, so they're telling everybody. Right? Right. You hope so. Planting the seeds. Most oh, of oh, them oh. don't. Most of them tell two <laughs> or three people. But if you
5: do a bad job for them, they'll tell everybody at church. They'll tell everybody at oh, school. Sure. They'll tell yeah. all their neighbors. They'll tell everybody on earth. And now they have got Google, where they can go on there and roast you by name if they want to. Yeah, right. people,
3: love, people so, love. giving the bad reviews. Oh yeah, yeah. It's,
5: so you know, giving people incentives to do reviews um, is you know part of my job and, and, sure. and what we do and. Um, but you can't ask somebody for a review if you don't provide Prefer. them with what their expectation is. If you don't do good work. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, that's the big, biggest part of my job besides, uh, you know, obviously designing and selling and creating sure. a price point and all that kind of stuff is, is creating an expectation for the homeowner and understanding the homeowner's expectation yeah. and dragging that out of them. Um, especially if you've got one person that's very visual and another person that doesn't visualize anything. So that's where you have tools like hover, things like that are very helpful so that you're not just standing in the front yard going, we're going to put a freeze board up there. We're going to do this it'll over look here. It's going to look great. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, one of the two might actually follow that and yep. go, okay. And the other one's just got this look on their face where you can tell that they have no idea what you're talking about.
3: Oh, I, I'm sure right. we've all dealt yeah. with that.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
5: So, you know, having tools in your arsenal to educate these people and show them what it is that they're buying and creating that uh, expectation. And then actually following through on that back end, doing my job well enough that my production guy knows what he's doing before he ever shows up at the house. Yeah, um, That's the goal.
1: How big is your company?
5: Um, as far as revenue? Employees? Um, probably about 14 okay. uh, employees.
1: Yeah, and, and do you find yourself doing more general contracting or subcontracting or both?
5: Um, more general contracting. Yeah. People come straight, straight to us. Sounds I do like do it. some pass-through work. Um, I've done some stuff with SMC in the last year.
3: Um, most of the time it's when someone needs seamless steel. Right. Right, because there aren't very many. There's not a ton of seamless steel. No, we used somebody uh-huh.
1: on a job in Afton, and I can't remember who it was, but it was pretty cool to see the truck come and yeah, everything. There's, is, it's
3: a neat process.
5: Yeah, there's really only a couple around, and there's yeah. really only a couple that are good. Um, yeah. There's yeah, a couple there of real low-ball. Really players in the game out there and they have their market and that's not really who we are or what we want to do. Um, so we kind of sit on our own little island uh, to an extent so far. There's This year there's been so many new contractors coming into the game. Oh, are there? I mean, it's just nuts. We were trying to pull some numbers from the state just to find out how many new uh, contractor licenses. licenses were issued because yeah. it's just, it's, it, you see that where it goes up, ah, and then everyone goes out of business. Right. Yep. It's got like a 98% fail rate in the first three years. It's yeah. like a restaurant.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's always some employee who sees that they're not going anywhere. So they're like, well, I could just do this for myself. And they start it up. And then they,
1: and they go, oh, it's hard to run a small business, huh? Yeah. Who knew? Like, like he and I, <laughs> like,
3: maybe. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, Eric doesn't know about me. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Yeah, then yeah. you realize like, oh, gosh, there's a lot more to it than just being good at what I building know, the, a duck, right, yeah. Right. yeah, right.
4: Well, and, and you know that those workers don't quite see all the stuff that you're doing, like the late nights on the couch writing the oh, estimates no, right. or the phone calls at you know dinner time.
5: Well, it's just like any job. Everyone else assumes everybody else does nothing. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. 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 No, it's totally true. Right. Totally I'm
5: the drunk. only one keeping this
3: company yeah. afloat. <laughs> yeah, right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah,
3: the Jerry <laughs> Maguire moment or whatever. Like,
5: I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: This place will burn down tomorrow, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, we'll be fine without you. It's
5: cool. How many
1: employees have done that? I'm like, go ahead. Yeah. See where it goes. Yeah. Good luck. Yep.
5: Good luck without me. Yeah.
1: yeah. And when they want to start their own business, I'm like, cool, do it.
4: <laughs> do right. See you yeah. in year.
1: Yeah. Tell me how it's going. Oh,
4: it so if tough. you're an employee out there and yeah. you think you can do it all, you just...
2: can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try.
4: <laughs> Stay where you are.
2: Well, let me
3: let me uh, just in the way of of sort of educating people because it's something that that it took me quite a while to figure out. It, it, you're, if you're starting a business that business needs to be something that can somewhat scale up yes like if you if you just want to create a job for yourself because you're good at doing something that's a whole different thing yep and that's still a small business and you can still be successful i like this tile company that i've started i knew that going in mm-hmm. i just created myself a job because mm-hmm. i didn't want to do tile install for someone else yep and i'm not looking to hire employees i'm not looking to get bigger i just made a a good paying job for me and and keep the business simple. But if you're looking to start a business, that's a whole different animal.
5: Yeah, I I would say that um when Pat started this business, um it was him and his wife and he ran it to where the level of success that he wanted. Yep, you know. Uh he made his whatever he was making and that was what he needed. And this was the 80s. So um, you know, if he was making, I don't know, 200 grand a year in the 80s, he was happy with that, yep. right? And who wouldn't be? Yep. So the incentive to grow wasn't really there. He didn't have a bunch of kids to take over yep. uh, the business and grow it. Um, so what he ended up doing was getting bigger than he probably ever even intended um, just by longevity.
2: Yep. Just uh, by, just by referral
5: business yeah. and word of mouth. All of a sudden, you just have. Enough going, and he had developed a great reputation, and people really liked him and how he did business. And so, when Rob came in, it was a big deal to him who he was going to sell the business to, of course, yeah. you know, and how it was going to be handled. And he's still on staff um, as a consultant, yeah. and, and he's in and out of the office uh, helping us with this and that and the other thing. Um, yeah. But it's invaluable having guys around like that that did it for themselves. Yep. Right. And really created this this thing that they care about, a living, breathing organism in their mind. Because um if you don't have that care and concern about what you're doing, uh no one else will either. No, it'll no.
1: just go
3: away and another one will pop up.
5: And we pretty
1: amazing that. that he still he still cares. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's great. That says a lot right there.
3: Yeah, and and, and Rob is
5: um um super responsive. Uh, very now these
3: people cousin. are paying you, right? Though they do pay me.
5: Yeah, um, I mean, doesn't guy, he's yeah, gonna be I, listening. I, him, yeah, they listening to it. It's subtle. I bit, didn't tell I, them that I would be on here, though. So nobody listens, here, though, so they don't listens
1: to our show. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. Yeah. everybody yeah. Well, we got
4: that <laughs> billboard. I'm down sending on, a I'm you know.
5: sending a link of this to this uh, the the CCM network. So the Certified Contractors Network. There we Copy of this. There we go. Maybe I'll get a kickback or something.
3: Um, no, that's great. It sounds like you. It sounds like you're a good fit there. You take a lot of pride in what you do. Yep. You care that you've you know enough to have learned your job well, and that you want to give clients a a good product from a good company. That's the way it should be. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and 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 really just playing the playing it straight with people. A lot Definitely. of transparency in our pricing models. We're not a company that comes in and says. It's $65,000, but along the way, I'm going to get it down to $30,000 if you buy today. And I fake pricing stone. and this kind of stuff, we're very transparent with that. And when I show you up front, if we have a special going, I'll give it to you, but it's probably going to be like 5% off.
3: Yeah, which you is know, fair. You're taking some of your profit margin out.
5: Yeah. That, that's it's, fair. It's, that's, that, and that's all it is. And we're not... Overinflating anything, it's just what it is. Um, like I said before, it's kind of like you know, those car dealerships where there's no haggle price thing, and the price in the window is the price of the car. Yep. It. People like that experience, yep. and I think they like that with us too. and They don't feel like you can't get the guy out of your house and he's got his heat lamp out and he's showing you,
3: yeah, put all your of, hand yeah. on the
5: glass and all <laughs> da, 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 da. the right. whole dog and pony show. It's a lot of pressure for people, so yeah. Um, I think how you present yourself and your business matters a lot. 100%. It and does. Um, uh, yeah, I, d- I definitely take pride in that. So, the people I work with, are Toby, our guy that runs our, our production department, you were talking about how there's different places to go in life. I mean, he came from project managing massive construct- commercial construction projects. Sure. You know, yep. building an airport, you yep. know, building a mall. Yep. And so, he takes that, all that knowledge that he has doing all that and brings and all that drive. Because you really got to drive a project like that yep. into our residential market, and it it's awesome. Yeah, like he's the best project manager I've Lucky. ever worked with. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you don't even want to talk to the project manager. No. they're going to chew your <laughs> head right off. You know, he walks in with a smile on his face every day, and he knows what's going on. So that, that makes my life a lot easier too. Yeah. You yeah. know. So you get good people in a good situation with good products and a good reputation, and I think it's hard to beat.
3: Win-win. And uh, as we're finishing up here, do you want to go ahead? So I know this isn't... You didn't come here necessarily as like their emissary or something. No. But since since you believe in it and we care about this stuff, you go ahead and give a little plug for them.
5: If you sure. Uh, so Corvie, uh, Q-U-A-R-V-E.com is our website. Can you do that more slowly? Because I, I... Q-U-A-R-V-E.com. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, That is our website, and we just rolled out a new website. Uh, It's pretty awesome. Um, We have, um, I think the interactive maps are up. They might not be yet, um, but we have map of Minnesota, and it's got points of every roof we've done and every steel siding job that we've done. So if you go on there and you're in an area, you can look up your address, and there's probably going to be some pin drops within a mile or two of you and you'll be able to go and check out some of the work we've done um great. i really think the website is pretty awesome so i uh, definitely encourage people to go out and do that we're also um we're uh, uh, nominated as a top 50 business in minnesota uh, so if you see any of that stuff out there and you want to vote for us that'd be great <laughs> yeah um so i and i'm definitely pushing that on social media uh, and things like that so um otherwise yeah we're free estimates um we're open. Uh, scheduling right now isn't super tight. Uh, it's great. still a little bit early, so now's a great time to get in there. And we do have a spring sale going. Uh, it's 5% off, uh, an additional 3% um, uh, for referrals or past customers.
3: Great. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Well, Andrew, know, this was fun. Yeah,
5: really. Great. Yeah, yeah good. thanks for having yeah, me. Great I appreciate to meet it. you. Yeah, I've never done anything like this before. It was kind of neat. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. listen to them. <laughs> this is
3: great. <laughs> I, to I them. mean, we can tell people it's just easy. You know, you want to be on the show? Let us know.
4: Write us right? a write us a note. Oh, and it was Get interesting because in I think you're our first <laughs> guest, or maybe, we might have had one before, but that. Like listened to our show, liked the show, and wanted to come on the show. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of yeah. neat. I want
3: to I want to go back to that though. I, I don't believe he said he liked the show.
2: Oh right, <laughs> he said it was I said tolerable. Was, I said it was okay.
4: <laughs>
5: That's the Minnesota compliment.
2: Yeah.
3: Especially if you're from Wisconsin. Yeah. Especially if I'm from Wisconsin. Right. Right. Complimenting a show in yeah. Minnesota.
5: Yeah. I'm right. a Norwegian too, so it's very hard for me oh. to take a compliment or yeah. give one. Oh, him. yeah. I totally
2: understand.
3: <laughs> yeah. Don't say nice things about me. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's the worst thing you can do. It's it so uncomfortable.
5: Very uncomfortable.
3: <laughs> well, you're a great guest. Let so oh, oh,
5: oh, take these on. headphones off.
2: Oh. He's,
3: he's out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: All right. All right. Well, I do
3: appreciate you guys having
0: me on. Yeah. Thanks
3: so much for coming in.
0: Yeah.
5: Okay. Cool.
0: Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.